Blog Talk Radio. Hello listeners, welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World, where the line between the natural and the supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. I'm Edward Shanahan, your host, a spiritual observer, and psychic reader. Also joining me tonight and every broadcast are our co-hosts, are part of the inner circle of The Unexplained World and Spirit Weavers. So stay tuned, feel free to call in and enjoy. Thank you. Hello, listeners. You're listening to the Unexplained World radio broadcast for Sunday, July 1st. I'm Edward Shanahan, and tonight we have Annette. Annette, hello. Hi, Ed. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine. You just got in there under the wire. (laughs) I did. I was using my moments of peace to clean the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, um, pass on for me to Greg a happy birthday. Thank uh, you. Greg I was... is a, yeah, Greg is Annette's husband. And uh, it's hard to believe it's already July. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, the seventh month. So, um, time's flying by. Everybody, uh, next Saturday, you know, is 777. Oh, so, is it really? Yes, yeah. Oh. By 7th of 2007, so maybe that'll be a lucky day. You guys should play the lottery on that day or something. You were just uh, reading my mind. Um, I was just going to say that. So uh, Tonight, um, our guest is Mr. Peter Farley. Peter, are you there? Yes, I am, Ed. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm going to come over and clean my kitchen after she finishes hers. Uh, (laughs) I felt that very much, if I know that. Uh, <laughs> she's got little ones and everybody else to take care of. Uh, Peter Farley is a spiritual healer, metaphysical researcher, and author of seven-volume books book series. Um, basically, on a conspiracy. Is Am I right there when I say that, Peter? Oh, it goes a little beyond that, but that's a good place to start, Ed. So. Okay. Um, how long? Okay. The subject matter, as I posted tonight, is conspiracies, the big picture, okay? And uh, Annette has been going over your webpage and stuff like that, so she may be throwing out some questions to you uh, in the process of what we talk about. And callers, feel free to call 646-915-9653, and uh, we'll try to get your call in. Um, but you can also hear the show um, in the process of being on hold. Uh, Peter, where do you want to start? I said the big picture. What would be the big picture for what's going on today? Well, the big picture of what's going on today is really the culmination of something that's been going on for eons, if that's the correct term. It's something that started long before this planet, and we're just... uh, kind of reaching a climax here on planet Earth at this time. As most people know, the the Mayan calendar ends 2012, and Mm -hmm. many people talk about Armageddon or some kind of new world coming. Uh, The Hopis talk about entry into the fifth world, which would be like the fifth dimension. A lot of people talk about ascension. The whole New Age movement is geared towards something along those lines. This is the culmination of something that's been going on for a long, long time, pretty much since the creation of this universe. We've uh, been fighting a little bit of a war since the beginning of this creation here in this super universe, and uh, it's all coming to a head. A war with who? Let's start from, you know, when you bring up certain things. A war with who? Well, we talk about the New World Order, and David Icke talks about the New World Order, and so many other writers talk about the New World Order. But really, it's something that goes a lot further beyond this planet. Um, good example is the X-Files movie, or just the whole premise of the X-Files, where the, okay. the New World Order on this planet is controlled by those from other planets. 
We're dealing with a lot of multi-dimensional stuff here, and if you talk about aliens and, and um, higher dimensional worlds, a lot of this is invisible to people, and, and people can't really grasp it too well. But you can't understand the bigger picture unless you do start talking dimensionality and the fact that there are so many invisible qualities to this whole war. I mean, how do people get abducted by aliens and taken through the roof of their houses? You know, it's it's like uh, you just can't talk about what you can physically see. And that's mm -hmm. where most people are limited in understanding this big picture. Right. The, the seven volumes I've written so far of my book called Where Were You Before the Tree of Life starts with a creation story that's been out there a long, long time. It's in the Gnostic scriptures. It's in every tribal tale from around the world about how things got a little screwed up in the creation of this corner of the universe, and we've been paying for it ever since. And we have a darkness in this corner of the universe that was never meant to be here. Probably Would that, would that be, I'm going to, uh, excuse me, would jump that right be, in. That's okay. would that be evil, what people feel as evil? or Darkness is, is the best way to describe it. I mean, I okay. think everyone can feel that things are going downhill or have been for probably the last 20 or 30 years in, right. in this country and all around the world, and, and more so since 9-11. Mm -hmm. And there seems to be no chaos. I mean, the New World Order's motto is order out of chaos, and they are creating the chaos here on this planet from which they will then instill their idea of order, which is pretty much slavery. Before you go any further, you talked about the books. Give your website. Annette's been there. Annette was even looking at it when I called her earlier today. Um, give your address for your website. Okay, it's number 4 and then truthseekers, and then the thing is it's .org. Okay, organization. So okay, you talked about... Uh, and the first two volumes are free to download from the website there. Wow. Very nice of you. Very nice. Very well, nice. it's a creation story that belongs to everyone, so you can't really charge for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and that, feel free to jump in, kid, whenever you know uh, you want to. Um, the best book to read to understand what's really going on on this planet right now is okay. a 1962 children's fantasy book called A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline LaEngle. They actually made it into a very good TV movie a couple of years ago for ABC, but it talks about a darkness creeping across the universe, taking over planet by planet by planet. Mm -hmm. And the children in this book are there to fight off this evil, and the only weapon they really have is unconditional love. But the more you start dealing with interdimensionality, which is beings from other planets, you find that so many of these places have already been taken over the way we are pretty much the last battlefield, the last place to be taken over. And the New World Order that has done this on so many other planets has perfected the way it is being used here. The Matrix movies portray it all very well, that we live in a reality which is no kind of reality at all. But it's one we buy into because it's the only one we're presented with. People like yourself, and I presume Annette, and others who can see or, or deal with the other side... You know, we get a much bigger picture and a much bigger feel of that matrix that there's something outside this physical world we see. I, I have to agree with you. Uh, personally, I feel there's major, uh, as I talk to you, my my trust level has diminished to uh, a handful of people, and that being one of them. But um, that's by my gut feeling, you know, uh, Total chaos, total... Well, the biggest even problem some, is... Even sometimes waking up from a sleep already confused, like, what the heck? You know what I'm saying? What's going uh, on here? We all feel it inside us. We don't know what it is. We know there's a clock ticking, and we're leading up to something. But what is that something? I hear that every day in my email from hundreds of people. And they sense that they're here to do something, and they're not sure what it is. And that's what my 350 articles and a couple of books and stuff are trying to help people understand and get them on with what they're here to do. And the articles can be right at your website. Um, that's what Annette was looking at when uh, we were over there. Yeah, there's a lot of reading there. but Yeah, yeah, she agreed to that. <laughs> uh, 
and that's it. My what my guidance, my spiritual guidance has led me to do is to deal with every level of this. People say, oh, wow, here's a website that deals with spirituality, aliens, New World Order, conspiracy, everything in one website. Well, there's only one thing going on, and it involves all those different areas. Mm-hmm. You separate yourself and say, I deal with, I've, I had a lot of friends leave me because I dealt with aliens. You know, well, aliens are spiritual too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the New World Order is against spirituality, so that involves, you know, everything's tied together. People, It's very hard to see that picture. They're pretty much pushing one, uh, the New World Order, or if you want to say the government we have in place now. Is well, it's no control of the government we have in place now. George Bush is not capable of tying his own shoelaces, so we can't say this is George Bush without saying he's just a puppet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's something uh, beyond him. So many ways we can go with this. Um, and i got to make sure I don't get in trouble any way <laughs> I go. Uh, oh, I've been uh, in trouble for a long time, so join us. Yeah. yeah. Now, Peter, uh, let me ask a question. Uh, sure, Anna. I'm big about on the spiritual side of things. Politics don't really, you know, I, I'm not really big into politics. Um, but I wrote a little bit about peeling the onion. Could you tell our audience what that term means, peeling the onion? Uh, peeling the onion, the article you're referring to on the website there, deals with um, spirituality in a different way than New Agers deal with it. So many New Agers and religions and even the, the New World Order mystery schools and so on themselves deal with initiations and taking steps along this ladder, slowly progressing in your spirituality and everything. And yet there's only one real element of of spirituality, and that's surrendering your self-will to serve higher will. And so we can walk along these stairs and this step and peel this onion going on for decades. And I deal with people, you know, all their past lives and their mission here and so on, and and they haven't progressed, you know, in thousands of lifetimes because they're still peeling this onion. They're just really going around in a circle. They're still trying to learn spirituality. When spirituality, there's an elevator. You just get in there and you surrender your self-will to the higher will and you serve. That's what a real master is, is someone who surrenders and then serves. For some reason, we think of spirituality as something we have to feed the mind. Well, the mind always likes to be in charge. And the more we feed the mind, the more it gets stronger and it's harder to overcome the mind. So, so kind mind, of a let go, let God type of thinking. Well, you you know, God is not a word I use a lot because... I know, it's just a common, yeah. Yeah, if we knew it's a very new word that was imposed upon us by the Anunnaki, those who Zechariah Sitchin talks about... Yeah. And it's really dog backwards. So when right. you, when you start dealing with a god and spiritual guidance that has a name, has different beings, has different energies that you deal with, it becomes a very personal thing. I mean, I say my guidance takes me out for ice cream. My god takes me out for ice cream, you know. That's a personal interaction that we all need with our spiritual selves. And God, unfortunately, is too nebulous, and so many of the New Age teachings are the beingness of the allness of the oneness, which is a meaningless. So spirituality, we all have this idea of God inside us, that we look at all the different religions and spiritual paths, and we see little pieces of it in all of them, but we never find that what we know in our hearts to be something so much grander. And that's what we can connect with. I've said to all my audiences that I was not a very nice person at least a dozen years ago, and I was certainly very mental and honors student and all these things. If I can do this, anyone can do it. And it's surrendering and then every day surrendering and taking it step by step and following that guidance and what it wants you to do. It's not easy. Otherwise, we'd all be walking around as masters. But... um, you know, it's Peter, I, 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 I've always said the answers are within as far as the spiritual goes. 
But everyone and, wants to read books to find that, and it doesn't work. It's like a friend I'm dealing with right now. She has every self-help book, every, every spiritual book ever written, and every tech, every you know uh, machine that is supposed to help your spirituality, and none of it has worked. And all the light workers that I deal with, they all have all those books, and they're feeding the mind when all it takes is an instant of surrender in the heart. Right, right. And I always say that it's the the answers are very simple. It's just everybody's going overboard to find them. And uh, I, we have a saying related to that that it's also difficult getting to the point where you realize it's also easy. <laughs> okay, Peter, if you're going if you're going to explain to someone, okay, you must surrender, you must take the elevator. I know there's no must in anything. Okay. This is all about self responsibility and choices. Well, I'm not phrasing anything right, I might, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. If one I'm would, a journalist. And, uh, and one would be interested in surrendering. Yes. What would one hope to gain? Or can you explain to us the evolution of that surrendering? Well, I like the way you just put that. What would they hope to gain? You know what? you got to pay to serve. <laughs> and if those who hang around me doing the spiritual work and the, and the grid work I do, they see the pain I go through and they go, you know, why would I want to do this? It's painful. And, and that's it. We're here to serve. And, so, you know, if you deal with human beings very much, as Ed said, you know, you don't trust many people because people out there will stab you in the back and they're, they're very selfish and self-willed and so on. Why would anyone want to do this? You know, I ask myself that every day. <laughs> Why do I do this work? I could easily say I would surrender for the evolution of my particular spirit or my soul or whatever you want to call it. But there is only one soul and we're all part of it. We're all little pieces of that one soul. When, when people ask who my guidance is, they're told they are the one and the many. Well, they have their own individual individuality, and yet they are all, we are also a part of them. But am I not concerned that I'm doing my part with my peace for the greater good? Uh, that's a difficult way to phrase it. Because um, I, I, here's the reason why. I, if you're working for your own spirituality, then that's a New Age idea that it's like in healing. I do a lot of healing work, and I'm very good at it. And the whole idea is when people are so focused on healing themselves, you heal yourself by your interaction with other people. If mm -hmm. you sit in a cave and heal yourself, it's not going to work. It's, you're not going to come out of there any different because you're, we're all here to work with each other and help each other work out our karma and help each other learn because, as the Native Americans say, we are all brothers. We are all one. We're all piece of that grander soul, and you can't do this alone. Okay, so helping each other means living your life, whether you are a negative influence to help someone with their karma or you are a positive influence. I, You know, a lot of people have very difficult experiences with me because... I'm a wake-up call, and sometimes, you know, spirit has me be very loud in their ears and wear big boots to kick their butts, you know. I don't find many light workers. I find a lot of light butt sitters, <laughs> what I call them. Kick my butt. Kick, yeah, and, you know, so many people say, you know, thank, thank you for kicking my butt. Keep kicking it, you know, because that's, where you, that's the only way you really get anywhere is to get off your butt and start working, particularly for other people, because that's how you learn. That's how I learned how I grew to wherever state I am. It's by following my guidance in every moment of the day. Peter doesn't have problems because Peter's too busy working with other people's problems. You know, and you, the bigger picture. Do you feel that you, you talked about, you know, people asking you why do you keep on going through what you're going through? Yeah. In doing what you're doing. Do you find that um, it's like the old story? The more spiritual you get, the more um, is turned against you, turned on you, turned, you know. Oh, yeah. Kind of knock you down, kind of, you know, uh, everything from uh, 
false lies saying being said about you to whatever. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Someone from Sweden said to me, um, you know, a man is measured by the forces aligned against him. Well, that's true. The higher you go, <laughs> the more they try and shut you down. And I mean, uh, Ed and I talked a little earlier when we were having trouble with the phones. And I deal with dimensional things every day. There are so many days I'm not allowed by my guidance to go outside the house because there are things out there working against me because of what I do do. But, uh, yeah, it's it gets rougher. And it's, it's like being in the trenches. And if you stick your head above that trench, they're going to shoot at you. <laughs> right, right. And so uh, many light workers, as soon as they get shot at, they pull their head back down and say, hey, I didn't agree to you know, get shot at. I definitely understand that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the way, you know, how do you deal with it? Do you just ignore it and just keep on going through the storm, basically? And knowing you can't that help it, you know, the other side. You can't help it. For every hundred emails that say nice things to me, that one that says something negative always hurts. That's just yeah, yeah. human nature. But, you know, I look at some of the kids and how this is the toughest time in all of creation to be a kid right now. And I say, you know, I do this for the kids. I don't do mm-hmm. this for the adults because they... <laughs> they they pretty much made their own bed. Yeah, but the yeah. kids, you know, and you just see the pain they're going through and I've been through that in my own childhood and stuff and you can empathize with it and it's like, you know, we're going to change this and we have changed this. You know, a dozen years ago when I started this mission, my guidance said to me, well, Peter, it's too late to save the planet but there's a lot of, you know, well, even that has changed. The planet now is is going on its ascension process. It's already Mm -hmm. working its way in there and it's going to be a very rough ride. And unfortunately, the New World Order, you know, they're, uh, they're not going to make it easy on, on letting this happen. That's the whole thing with the chemtrails. I don't know if you've ever had any... Yeah, I, I've been reading more about them. And that, you know what the chem... Do you understand what we're saying? And basically the audience, too, when we say chemtrails. No. Okay. There's, I have one of the, the, the best articles on chemtrails. It's actually a primer on chemtrails on my website there. The chemtrails are the contrails that are being sprayed from planes over every major city or in every part of the world really and instead of disappearing like a few seconds after the jet goes by they form long lines across the sky which branch out into cloudy filmy yuck and it has barium nitrate and it has dna altering material in it pretty much those are meant to stop this whole DNA ascension process that we're going through. And they've been spraying it for at least a dozen years, and there's evidence that they've been spraying this kind of stuff for the last 30 years. You know, and that when you look up in the sky and, you know, oh, the plane, you don't see a plane nowhere, but yet you still see the trail. That's like a jet vapor or something, right? Well, that's yeah. supposed to disappear about 30 seconds after the jet goes by, but when it stays there, that's chemtrail. And they've been doing that for a long, long time. And that's what's affecting everyone's coughing in the lungs and, and so many older folk dying of respiratory troubles and so on. Because, Dave, uh, they, that's even a major topic on uh, Coast to Coast with George Norrie, um, chemtrails and stuff like that, and I've been reading about it. And uh, You Google chemtrails and you'll get tens of thousands of websites. Yeah, yeah. And go outside and look up in the sky. It's Las Vegas government. today, it's full of them. So. Go ahead, Annette. I was just asking, it's our government that we suspect is the cause of these chemtrails? Well, you know, this is going on in every country of the world, even China. It's going on almost every day. You can go to the most desolate parts of this country or any place on the planet, and they're being sprayed. Mm-hmm. What organization can mount something that large? What chemical company can produce this kind of stuff on that kind of volume? That is then, why is this not reported by every major news station? Why is this not reported by other, every weatherman at night who says, you know, the, the blue sky we had at 8 o'clock in the morning is now all totally cloudy at 10 o'clock in the morning because these planes are out there spraying this stuff. What is it that's keeping this so silent from people? I don't know. What is it? <laughs> what organization can control every aspect of this planet to that level? 
It would yeah. have to be uh, combined. Um, I guess the best way for people to look at it, and it brings it down to, you know, and you tell me if I'm wrong, this is the way I see it. It brings it down to the, you know, basically what people have seen on TV lately. When you have, you know, let's say you want to talk about the mob, okay? Let's say each family, let's compare that to each country. All the heads sit down and they agree on what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. Is that a way of looking at that, Peter? Um, it's, or does it go beyond the heads of the country? It goes beyond the heads of the country. Uh, it certainly goes back to big business. I mean, the, the chemical companies of Germany are really the center of the New World Order, you know, and you can't watch any news program that it's not all sponsored by the, the drug companies, right? Right. So who controls the news? You know, I'm a journalist. That's what I'm trained in. I have a master's degree in journalism. I've taught journalism. And it's it's the most disgusting field there is because you can't report what's real because you have to go with the sponsors. Mm -hmm. Sponsors, in this case, are the drug companies. And they're the ones that produce this stuff, and they're the ones that control Bush and the oil companies. It's big business. But just as in the X-File, who controls these gray-suited men? It's it's a higher dimensional level. Orion, the whole Orion star system is really the center of darkness in this corner of the universe. And they have taken over. Um, they have the Syrians working for them. And they have fought against the Pleiadians and the Lyrans. And there's been galactic wars going on. If you've ever watched Star Trek, Gene Roddenberry, um, what's his name, Gene Roddenberry? That's he used right. To, he used to sit in on channelings of a group called the Nine in England. And what they told him about what was going on in the universe is what he put into Star Trek. And that's exactly the way it is out there. There's Klingons and there's federations and there's galactic groups and so on. Because we can't physically see them all. You know, you can go on the web and see Yahoo groups and everything where people communicate with a lot of these different people. And people email me every day about the reptilians showing up in their bedrooms and out in their garages and whatever. There's so many movies that relate to this. V, the miniseries from 1980, is exactly the way this is. You know, they disguise themselves as humans because it's their energy form that is reptilian. It's called a morphogenetic field. That's what I deal with in my healing processes, is I deal with where the energy form of the person comes from. Um, and when you look at it that way, it's only like 28% of the population of this planet is even human. This planet was an experiment to mix a lot of different races, and that's explained in Volume 1 of my book, which is free. You get mm -hmm. to Chapter 5. Mm -hmm. um, so many other books do talk about this experiment that planet Earth is to mix many different races from the galaxy to create a being who is more capable of learning spiritual lessons at a faster rate. And that's why so many aliens are scared of human beings, because we have a more multidimensional possibility or potentiality than they do but we haven't learned what they were hoping we would learn well the, <laughs> well you know what the new world order has controlled us in so many ways i deal with implants in people and, and so many ever different things but from the time we're born we are presented with this reality and that's the one we accept it takes a strong courageous person to go outside that and look at something different because you lose your friends, you lose your family, you <laughs> you know, you're different. And we yeah. all want to be accepted. Now, how could somebody set out to do this? How can somebody set out to uh, gain the experience you gained? Let's put it that way. Everyone, um, the one thing my guidance always wanted me to to share with people ever since day one when I really started communicating with them. And that is that to get through the coming time, the next four or five years of very, very difficult times, you've got to be in contact with your guidance moment to moment. And I have a very simple channeling exercise on my website. Pretty much everyone can do it first time around. And the more you do it on a daily basis, the more you get to start talking. This is exactly the way Neil Donald Walsh started with his conversations with God. He's just channeling his higher self. Okay. That, that part of himself that's connected with all the other parts. 
you know, I, I have to recommend that book too. I've read the uh, first book, and it's very, uh, very interesting. And Neil Donald has himself has come a lot longer, a lot farther down the road since then. His his latest uh, emails and so on are taking his message to a much higher level and getting much more insistent that you better do it now, or otherwise you're going to be too late. Um, a very admirable man. But this channeling exercise is so simple, and it starts you communicating. But pretty much every dis- if you can get an answer, yes or no, to any question you ask internally, you can do a lot of what I do. Okay. You know? And so it's just a matter of practicing. You go to McDonald's or Wendy's for lunch. You, go to, you get the chicken or the hamburger. You get the, the Coke or the Pepsi. You know? Every mm-hmm. time you ask that guidance what you should get, you're practicing strengthening that ability so that you practice with the little things down the road when the big things come you'll be talking 24-7 with them like I am. You know, it's, it's really hard to shut them up sometimes, no offense, you know, the guidance. Right. <laughs> so I definitely recommend people go back to your website. Um, I'm always you know, here to, on email to help anyone, too, and that's what I do a lot of the time. And days. they can email you from the website, they right? They can email me from the website. I can help them with their missions here, with that channeling exercise, you name it. Okay. On the morning of 9-11, it approximately... Uh, because I worked midnights at the time. It was 15 minutes to 7 o'clock in the morning, and people thought I was snapping because that I snapped because I, all of a sudden I started saying there's something wrong, yeah. something's going on. Yeah. Okay, there's a fear in me like when I went to Catholic grammar school, and at the beginning of every year there was a fear for whatever reason to go into school the first day. I had that fear. I was explaining to them, and people looked at me like I was nuts. Well, History proved itself that when we went back to work that night, people were looking at me like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and yet I, most of I those people... I was that I was probably on a different plane, at no. least my emotions, at least what I was feeling. Um, Everyone has I... senses of this, Ed. My experience mm-hmm. with dealing with people, you know, I, I've lived in Roswell, New Mexico for a long, long time, and they have okay. the UFO Festival this week for those who are interested. And we have a, a UFO museum down there. And every person coming into that museum that I talk to all have stories about orbs and abductions and UFOs and this and that and their grandfather this and that. But every one of them says, Ed, but this is the first time I've ever told anyone. Because right. this is not a subject we're allowed to talk about. Right. But everyone out there gets these senses of things. As I say, everyone emails me every day with... With you know, I feel like I'm I've got something to do and time is running short and I get this every day from lots and lots of people. So I think everyone out there has a sense of it, except those who are just totally, you know, <laughs> shut down. Yep. So. Skeptics, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. Um, Annette, do you have anything you want to ask, Peter? No, I was subject, trying though. to get to the you know, what does one do to begin the process? And I think that you got that out of them. At least you know the meditation and the conversations with. I don't. I never say anything about meditation because the oh. Western mind doesn't do meditation very well, and that's really trying to stop the mind, and that's almost impossible to do. Um, it really takes that surrender process to to put spirit in charge of the mind rather than the mind in charge of spirit. So, I apologize. You know, I say going out and playing in the park with the kids is a more spiritual act than meditation, which angers a lot of people. But the, the successful people at meditation is very, very few, and but a lot of people will spend a lot of time doing it. So, you know, I like to let me jump in. I like to say something, and I'm going to pick up with you, Peter. About I'm sure there's a warning that uh, all our listeners should take heed to for the upcoming future. But let me uh, right now say July 2nd, which is tomorrow night, I'll be at Champs with Deanne is scheduled to do uh, psychic readings for people who come there. It, there's no set fee. It's a gift offer, gift offering to the reader of your choice. And Champs is uh, in Burbank, Illinois, located at 6501 West 79th Street in Burbank from 7 to 10 p.m. Uh, if people go to our website, theunexplainedworld.com, and click on the uh, link to the radio broadcast and the videos, you can hear the history of Friday the 13th by uh, Annette and myself, uh, more or less by Annette. Uh, Very, very 
you know, she goes very deep into uh, describing the history of Friday the 13th. Um, starting from when, Annette, would, when would you say uh, it goes back to what? Friday the 13th. Hello. The, the origin of the history of... Yeah, yeah. How far back um, would you say... Well, from when patriarchal religion started to take over from you know, feminine divine and they wanted uh, the Disserblot was the holy day of Freya, a goddess, and the patriarchal order was attempting to do away with you know, the idea that a Friday, which is Freya's day, it's, to this day it's still named Friday, like Freya's day, right. uh, the 13th was her feast day, so making Friday the 13th an unlucky day would turn those, you know, turn those minds against that way of thinking and push them closer to their, their new God or their new one. So, listeners, as you can see, and that's very well done, studied on it, and we've, we give a, it's a pretty good uh, explanation of Friday the 13th and the history of it, and that could be found on our website and listen to on our website. Also, Friday the 13th, I'll be at Weathermark in Chicago uh, doing readings for a Friday the 13th party at the Weathermark Tavern. It's actually a restaurant and uh, a small, uh, in a bar, a very uh, upper-class type of organization, and that's located right south of the Loop on Michigan Avenue. Go to theunexplainedworld.com for more details on its location and stuff, and that's also a gift offering to the uh, to the readers and uh, it'll be me and Rhonda there and maybe a couple others so that'll be Friday the 13th and me and Annette will be coming up with uh, dates for August and September and that for some paranormal stuff out by her place and a couple of other locations I'm working at okay Peter thank you for uh, sitting through that That's um, give the readers give the listeners the readers give the listeners your website again www the number four, then truthseekers.org. Okay. Or you can just uh, Google my name, Peter Farley, F-A-R-L-E-Y. Okay. Um, what whole, what, what's the outlook for the next few years, let's say the 2012? Well, you know, nothing's, no one wants to, to breed more fear into people. A lot of what I do is grid work with the ley lines of the planet. Right. The biggest way the New World Order controls us all is through fear because it's right. the second strongest emotion behind love. We saw that in 9-11. Yeah. They don't deal very well with love, but they deal very well with fear, and that's the movies everyone watches now on TV and the way the media, the journalists all portray things. Mm -hmm. But... Um, it's going to be rough. Uh, you know, there's a, uh, probably everyone's heard of Nassar out there that pretty much says the New World Order is going to roll over and play dead and give us all their money and we're all going to be happy. But they've pretty much controlled things very well for so many eons on this planet and in this corner of the universe. They're just not going to let this planet ascend and have everyone walk out of this prison they've created. So it's going to be a struggle. Um, the planet itself in the ascension process has to shake and shimmy a whole lot before it settles into the fifth dimension. So uh, there's When so you much say fifth dimension, what, what do you mean by fifth dimension? Well, we talk about we're in the third dimension right now. Well, the fourth dimension would be astral, which we've pretty much already passed through. And that's why so many people are seeing more aliens, UFOs, ghosts, paranormal kind of things. Because that's the, the, the plane of existence where so much of these uh, ghostbuster kind of entities live. Okay. And the fifth dimension is just a higher level of, finer level of vibration. There's 14 dimensions in this super universe. And planets rise and fall through these different dimensions. And people, as their awareness grows, move up through the different planes and go to different places to learn different experiences. You know, this is just a, a learning experience for soul to go out and, as some religions say, you know, experience God's all of God's body, you know, in, in every different way they can. But it's so, going to be rough. The Earth changes. Is that why you're very, you know, interested or concerned about the younger generation because they're going to be adapting to this better than, let's say, 
I was pushing 50, 60, 70 years of age. I don't think they're adapting very well at all. I mean, you know, you, you, they've got every computer game there is, and they walk around saying, I'm bored. You know, you used to be able to give us a tin can, and we could find things to play, you know. It's, right, right. Unfortunately, that's their programming. They have been programmed to be part of this chaos that's around us right now. Um, very good radio show the other day talking about how many teachers are being beaten up and shot at and stuff in school these days. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't have that when I grew up. but uh, Well, we didn't hear as much of the husbands killing wife and children and their yeah. children or husbands The biggest them. problem is that people who do not have the finer vibration as the planet itself goes into the higher vibrations they're going to go a little crazy and 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 that's what's going to happen you're going to see a lot of people leaving this planet over the next few years in in quite large numbers particularly the old people because they aren't going to be able to adapt i mean uh the weather changes that are going on right now the fires the floods the you name it when the earth changes start seriously toward the end of this year and by this time next year we'll be pretty much knee deep in them it's going to be difficult for everyone and you really need that moment to moment guidance to know where you're supposed to be you know or stand here and not there cuz the earth's going to open up in the middle what places are safe on the planet it doesn't really matter so much where is safe and where is not it depends right. where you need to be to do what you came here to do that's what's important my wife my wife feels that most people become numb to Things going around, going at you know, oh, around sure. the violence and everything. I mean, you just lock I the was, doors and turn on the TV. I was, um, what can I say? How can I say this? I was on the east side of Chicago doing my job. I was in a truck, and right there, within twenty yards of us, there was, you know, kind of a mini gang war going on. You know, yeah. um, right there in the middle of the street during the day, and it's like, whoa. You know, um, all this has been programmed by the New World Order. The drugs driving people crazy, the television violence, the movie violence. It's all been programmed to just even the fact that kids find nothing useful in, in education. I've been trained as a teacher. I've taught on every level of school up through university. The, the, what they're learning in schools is a lie, firstly, particularly in mm-hmm. history. That's why history is the most hated subject. But it's it's pretty much useless to them, and and so they have nothing to hang on to, and that creates more and more chaos. And and I do it for the kids. I say that because I just remember what it was like to be a kid having a hard time, and these kids are going through harder times. I've taught middle school where kids have already been through drug and alcohol treatment. Yeah. Middle school, you know. Yeah. That, that's really tough. Yeah. And, you know, I always say children are innocent to the world. Um, Excuse me. But the next few years are going to be very, very tough. And if you're not flexible, if you don't have your guidance prepared, if you don't have a place to go and ways to take care of yourself or in the community, you know, you've got to get away from cities because cities are cancers, as you just explained. People are starting to eat each other, you know, in cities, energetically and every other way. You've got to get out of the cities to somewhere that has water, a place to grow some food, a community of like-minded people. And that sounds like you're right at home. (laughs) You're going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'll be. (laughs) And that's right by, right off of Lake Michigan. She's out in the wilderness, basically. and, uh, And my guidance says it's a pretty safe place, so you might want to think about moving up there, Ed. (laughs) <laughs> and that's the kind of room um, <laughs> for you Ed of course and Kathy too <laughs> um, it's time because you know if, if things start happening and you're not ready then it's going to be the five minute drill of the people up at Lake Tahoe okay you got five minutes to go into your house get what's important get out yeah yeah, the fires and all that you're talking about yeah but it's it's a five minute drill and there's articles on my website about it It's you know that really gives you What's important to you if you've got five minutes to get what's important to you and get out? Well, at least if you're preparing now, you have a little more chance to take a few things with you and get a little more set up, then it's going to come time. What's going on in the Middle East? What does that, what actually is going on in the Middle East? Why? Well, religion has always been a major source of friction and used by um, the New World Order. 
if you go back to Atlantis, um, and, and Edgar Casey has so much interesting material on this, because he says, you know, most of us were at the thinking of Atlantis being coerced into using our powers and abilities for the wrong purpose, and now we're back here at the rising of Atlantis in the consciousness and physically with a chance to make different choices. And unfortunately, most of us aren't making different choices. But back in Atlantis, uh, culture pretty much split into science and religion. And these two have always been going at it. And um, Hegelian philosophy talks about you've got to always have an opposition to get a third agenda done. You have the Democrats and the Republicans, you know, always at each other's necks, while the New World Order behind the scenes gets their third agenda done. Mm-hmm. Well, science and religion are just those two arms of the New World Order, too, going at each other and, and presenting people with different ideas so they can get uh, this other agenda done. You talked about Coast to Coast earlier and, and some of these shows. You know, They don't present a lot of answers. They present a lot more questions than they do answers. And so you know, if, if you don't have an opposition to, to the no-alien philosophy, then you have to create one. That's Hegelian philosophy. Um, you have to have an environmental movement to, to keep people happy on that end of things. Mm-hmm. All these different areas of society have been taken over. You you look at how the environmental movements were taken over back in the 70s. Even Time magazine wrote about it. That someone, you know, big business started feeding all their members, uh, you know, people into the high positions in, in, in all these different organizations to control the agenda. The biggest thing with the New World Order is that the matrix we see around us is all of it's a lie. Every one of us wants to say, well, my religion is is okay, but the rest of it's a lie, or this part of it's okay, but the rest of it's a lie. And the biggest thing is, all of the matrix is a lie. And the more you distance yourself from the matrix, the better you can see that that's true. With people standing up now and basically saying, get out of Iraq, get out of Afghanistan, and all that other stuff, uh, people in this country anyways. Are you um, seeing them stand up? Well, basically... Not like the 60s or the 70s. Either. No, but basically not standing up, but verbally, okay, uh, saying it. Um, you think you think that's a negative, or is that what the New Order, New World or, Order wants? If you go back and you reread Brave New World or 1984 by George Orwell... There's always a war going on overseas that's always playing on all these TV screens that are now popping up in restaurants and bus stations and everywhere you go. And the war is all the only thing that's talked about. And that keeps our focus somewhere else instead of what's going on right in front of us back home here that we should be taking care of. That's a major part of the control of you know propaganda, feeding us propaganda all day long to to create our opinions instead of us thinking about our own things, we get it from news now. We don't mm-hmm. really think about things. But, you know, George Orwell wrote that, and, and so did Aldous Huxley in, in those books. This is the way it would be. And that's the way we're, we're way beyond 1984 right now in terms of what's going on. The more you know about technology and, and how things are controlled and phone calls and emails are monitored and everything else, it's... right. It's way beyond 1984. We just don't want to see it. Or if we do, we don't know what to do. I think that's what Annette's getting at. How can we get more involved? How can we be um, active in all this? Because we're just one person. We feel so helpless in this big picture. And there are answers to that. (laughs) And hopefully every article I've written has a tool or something that helps you understand your role that you never send an army out with just soldiers there's always support people and so yes some of us are spiritual warriors who do go the go do the grid work and some of us are going to be the ones that take care of the kids when the world falls apart and some of us are the organizers and some of this you do your mission i do my mission you know the work will get done your mission is not my mission you're not here to save the world by yourself 
we're all here to do little parts of that bigger picture. Annette, you want to say anything? or? And, and we'll know our mission how, just by knowing? Uh, no. <laughs> I wrote um, one article, and I offered to help anyone understand their mission. It's always better when it comes through you. The thing I've found with working with so many people over the years is pretty much all of us are doing some aspect of our mission. Okay. We're just honing our skills till the time it's needed. You know, because organization, you know, maybe you're a secretary or this or that or you work at the, in the parks department or something. Well, as things fall apart, your talents in those areas are going to be needed for something grander. So you're just honing your skills. It's not something, unfortunately, most people think missions are go here and do this. Well, it's not. It's be ready with those skills you have acquired over all your lifetimes. Right. For that day when you're needed. This is the lifetime. The thing that got me off my butt more than anything um, is a book called The Only Planet of Choice. Because in that they said, what's it going to be like going through eternity knowing that the lifetime that really counted, you didn't step up to bat? I said, oops, mm. <clears throat> better get started. Yeah. And and yeah. spirit, as, if spirit sees you walk in the path, the doorways will open. That'll lead you and guide you to where you need to be. Okay. I firmly believe in that. I firmly believe that. Um, when don't try and see the end of the road. Tom Brown writes it very well. You know, he talks about being on a canoe out on Lake Michigan or something during a storm. If you look down the road or all the waves coming at you, you give up. You take one wave at a time, and you make it through the night to safety. So basically, you're go ahead in that. Just walk in the path. Doing what you have to do now will create the next moment and tomorrow and the tomorrows after that. Right. Okay. Um, is there or should there be as much worry about nuclear attacks or stuff like that? Does that play into this or no? It was a very real danger that this planet was going to be destroyed back in the 70s. Um, Pretty much the, all the guidance that I've worked with say that they had pretty much given up on this planet, but they kind of got one more chance. There's still uh, the potential of that, that out there, but not as much as there used to be. If we talk about this as a war, then the war's pretty much been won, but we still have a number of battles to go. Mm-hmm. So uh, very few people have done a lot of work that have changed the direction and future of this planet. In fact, all of creation in this corner of the universe. And now it's uh, just coming down to some cleanup battles. And, and when the planet settles into the fifth dimension, we're going to rebuild and start a new paradigm that has nothing to do with the old one, I hope. Are we... Are, how can I say this? Uh, let me put it very basically... Is the good wiping out the bad? Oh, I don't know about wiping out. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm trying is it trying yeah. to explain? Yeah, I know. Um, <sighs> or is the bad kind of putting up a damn good battle? Let me ask that. Well, you know, a, a couple of the leaders of the dark side have been brought in to, for healing, have kind of changed sides, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly the Darth Vader of the Dark Side, whose name happens to be Thoth, which most people will recognize from Egypt or Hermes, the god of uh, so many of the uh, ancient mystery schools. He, uh, we've been working with him lately, and he's kind of come over to the other side, and now he's helping to undo so much of what he created. Um, so many history books say nice things about him, but... Uh, he will admit to being the one that put into practice a lot of these control techniques. And now he's working with a number of us out there to help, particularly with me right now, doing a lot of the grid work, which is the ley lines of the planet. Yeah. This is one of the major ways in which we're controlled. He's helping undo a lot of what he put into place. So now that the dark side has lost uh, a lot of its leadership, it's kind of, I think, let go of wanting or thinking they can control this planet. But I think they're going to play spoilers and kind of destroy as much as they can before they leave. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the dark side looks like it's running things out there right now, but it just doesn't seem to have the power it used to if you're really sensitive to that kind of energy. It's basically like burning down the huts before they get out of the, you know, yeah. before they're chased out of the community or whatever. Yeah. Lighting the oil fields in our, you know, in Kuwait <clears throat> before the Iraqis left. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just destroy yeah. it. If we can't have it, we'll destroy it. Right, right. And then leave them clean it up if they want it that bad. So everyone's help is really needed more than ever. And um, there's a lot of people out there want to help. You're yeah. not alone. Don't ever feel alone, you know. How about people turning against people? What, what, Where does that play in? I mean, there's a lot of that going on. We even discussed that a little earlier about, you know, you catching a lot of flack, et cetera, et cetera. Um, One thing you've got to understand is that the general consciousness of this planet has made the choice not to go on with ascension. So a lot of people are going to be headed off to another paradigm, another earth, as some people call it, to keep learning these 3D lessons that they haven't learned. So really the number of people going on ascension, the number of people coming to help, coming back to help, the number of people you can trust, as as the way you say it, is very, very few. So discrimination uh, in who you trust and who you talk to and who you try and help is very, very important. Um, you, You know, the general consciousness has made this choice by free will, and you do not have the right, none of us have the right to try and change them. We can only help those who are open to it and want or ask for the help. So there will still be a lot of people basically, you know, Yep. Um, crucified today mm-hmm. before because of their beliefs and stuff like that uh, before things actually do change there's going to it's going to be worse than most of us can imagine so but for most of us like you and Annette and I and so many of your listeners we're higher dimensional beings that came here from higher dimensions came back to help these third graders get into the fifth grade so we've got to stop worrying about our own ascension and get out there and start helping those that we came here to help. Well, as you know, it's a hell of a battle. <laughs> you know. uh, yeah. And that's a high priestess, and that she's she's doing her thing. Um, you know, I'm trying to do mine. And never sure try and do it. Just do or do not. That's Yoda's saying, right? <laughs> the first thing to spirituality is you start changing your language. Because language creates molds that we then fill, and they put energies on things that the first thing you ever have to do to change your life or your spirituality is change your language and get rid of the word try. <laughs> okay, we've got maybe about two and a half minutes left. We've got a caller. Let's see. Uh, let me get the caller on. Uh, 484, you there. Hello. Let me try again. 484, you there? Yes, I'm Hello. here. Can you hear me? Go ahead. Yes, sir. And your name? Hey, how you doing? My name is Renato. Okay, you got about a minute. Okay, no problem. I just wanted to know, uh, is there like a, a time frame for this uh, shift? It's already taking place. It has been for, for quite a while now. The Mayans called a few years before the end of the Mayan calendar, the period of no time. Well, everyone says that right now. We've got no time for this, no time for that. Um, The shift will start seriously in September. By this time next year, we'll be knee-deep in it. But uh, we're already entering the fifth dimension, and it's going to take a lot of shaking and shimming of the planet and a lot of disruption on the planet for us to fully go into um, ascension. Planets like this get destroyed in the ascension process all the time, because the vibration of the planet depends of the con- on the consciousness of the people on it. Right. And right now, the consciousness on this planet is not too great. So <laughs> keep it up. Okay, caller. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you for calling. Um, Peter, I'd like to say thank you for being on the show. I hope it was, um, I hope, you know, we went the directions you wanted to go. Yeah. And uh, and thank Annette. you, and thank Annette for having me. Thank you. And just for all the listeners, I would say, you know, get on that website and read those articles. I counted 343 and just 
so much information there. Yes, I would say it. Say do it. I'm I'm kind of a little speechless right now because um, my mind is basically focused on Peter. We covered uh, a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, we did a. I, it went very well. I think it went very well, very well. And I, I'd like to have you back on someday in the future. Anytime. So, okay. Annette, thank you very much. Peter, thank you. And listeners, thank you. And everybody have a good 4th of July. And good night. Thank you, Peter. Good Bye-bye. Night.